Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audio book with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash musicalswithcheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash musicalswithcheese. Also, this show is made possible by kind donations on our Patreon. Those are John Donna, Stephanie L., and Terry Needleman. Thank you all for your donations, and if you'd like to become a patron, just go over to patreon.com slash musicalswithcheese and you can submit a donation per episode and you would help support us in making the show. This is not required, but if you do it, you get a few cool perks. So go on to patreon.com slash musicalswithcheese and show us some love. All right, got on to the real show now. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew to like musical theater more. And today we've got an extra special guest. Oh, such a special guest. You might recognize her from the red carpet of the Tony Awards, Katie Lynch, the host of Backstage Bite on BroadwayWorld.com. <laughs> Katie Lynch! We can call it breakfast bite too if you want. Oh, did I say breakfast bite? <laughs> no, you said backstage bite. I'm just or did I just like time. slur my words because I talk way I'm too just fast? Giving you a hard time. When life gives you eggs, make an omelet. You make an omelet, <laughs> Andrew. I'm so impressed. <laughs> well, that just ruins what we're talking about. <laughs> There's something rotten. There's something rotten. You can smell it, you can tell it's something rotten. Now the kingdom is shot and it's all gone to pot. Heaven help us, there is something rotten. So, Katie, you suggested this musical. Why are we talking about something rotten? Because when I heard about the premise of your show... It made me think of my husband, who is a CPA, like nothing about theater ever until he met me. And now he's a sometimes a bigger theater nerd than I am and quotes more musical theater than me, listens to musical theater more than I do. And this is his favorite musical. So I figured if this non-theater person is in love with this musical, and I love this musical, then there's got to be something good to it to sway a non-believer. 
<laughs> and Andrew, would you say that's true? Look, if, if I could describe this in one word, it's it's just entertaining. That's yes. <laughs> yes. Something Rotten is an original musical comedy with a book by John O'Farrell and Carrie Kirkpatrick and music and lyrics by Carrie and Wayne Kirkpatrick. Set in 1595, the story follows the Bottom Brothers, Nick and Nigel, who struggle to find success in the theatrical world as they compete with the wildly popular William Shakespeare. The musical began with an idea that the brothers Carrie and Wayne Kirkpatrick had since the 1990s. They finally joined with John O'Farrell to write several songs and presented those songs and a treatment to the producer Kevin McCollum. The team then joined Casey Nicola, who brought in several actors resulting in the workshop in 2014. Then it basically just got fast-tracked to Broadway after that where it opened at the St. James Theater in March of 2015. It was nominated for several Tony Awards, but only winning one for Christian Borle as William Shakespeare. That's that's the basic information of Something Rotten. It was only slightly painful to get through all that. <laughs> Good job, Jess. But why does this show work so well for both the musical theater layman and the expert? Because there are some deep-cut musical theater references in here. Oh, Definitely. But I think it's masked by such general humor that like it's almost I don't want to say South Park because I don't think that's right. But to me, it's that basic humor that if you aren't laughing at this joke, then there's something wrong with you kind of humor. A lot of the music theater jokes as well, I think, work. Uh, even if you don't really understand them, because they almost explain them to you. I also think that it's all masked, or well, it's all also accompanied by the most catchy music. So I think it's a very hard to not like it. It has one of the most unlikable lead characters, like in a long time for oh, musical yeah. theater. Like that's what baffles me that you're still like so engaged, despite the fact that our lead is an egotistical, mean, gross human. Definitely. Well, he gets his comeuppance at the end. Kind of. But then again... In an shucks way. <laughs> in an shucks way, yes. I also think that they, the casting was so brilliant in the show with Brian Darcy James because it's hard to not fall in love with Brian Darcy James and just want him to succeed. I agree. In my opinion. I agree. <laughs> How do you hate Shrek? Like, right. Shrek? What does that have to do with Shrek? Because he played Shrek. That's actually not true. Mike Myers played Shrek. Okay? No, in the musical. <laughs> in the only version we're talking about. Whoa! <laughs> no, I would disagree with that. The movie is just the best. <laughs> oh, the musical is so much better, though. I've actually never seen the musical, so I couldn't speak to that one. The The musical looks, like, terrible. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't know. I've never seen it, but... Me neither. Everything I see of it looks bad. It's so That's charming funny. in the same way that this is. Like, that was actually going to be the point of comparison I was mm. going to have for this. You think this is comparable to Shrek? This is, yes. like, directly... Really? That might just be Brian Darcy James and it's connected in my mind, but like Renaissance yeah. theming and like deep cut musical theater references hmm. and just by the end, yeah, it's a little cynical, but it's sincere. Like that type. Yeah. yeah like they do have the time period and like the like Shrek has all the uh, pop culture jokes, even though it's set like way in the past. I guess I can see it. Sure. I just the biggest the biggest thing for me that I can't compare pair the two is that it's an original story versus a staging of a movie. And I agree. That is the coolest thing about this. Like, an original mm -hmm. musical. How rare is mm -hmm. that? So rare. 
so very rare. You look I mean, at the, you look at what's on Broadway this season, and it's, I mean, <laughs> what's, yes. what's hashtag there's prom, <laughs> Hades Town. Would we consider share? Original? No, uh, that that no. that's based on an IP, oh, which is share. Do you believe? Because it's not a Heels was interesting, but that's kind of like also an IP. Well, but then if we actually go into original, it's not original music. We got Beetlejuice and Tootsie coming out. Yeah, you're right. Like mm-hmm. this isn't the most original year season. Yes, yeah. Beetlejuice, Tootsie. We have. Pretty Woman and King Kong are still technically this season. Everyone's out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but let's but, be fair, so that is one always of, been based off of things. True, 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 true. I mean, even we go back to one of the best shows, in my opinion, out there, Thoroughly Modern Millie. That was a movie. That was actually my parents' first date. They went to go see Thoroughly Modern Millie, and now it all makes sense that I'm a theater child. <laughs> But yeah, like something rotten harkens back to the days of the music man where it's just like a fun time of the theater. Exactly. And to me, if it is a great show when I can leave the theater and be humming one of the songs, maybe not know all the lyrics, maybe not know more than one verse, but humming a song. And it's very difficult to not hum. Welcome to the Renaissance. Welcome to the Renaissance with poets, painters, and barn vaults, and merry minstrels who show the streets of London a strum in their lutes. In puffy pants and pointy leather boots. Welcome to the Renaissance. But let's be fair; it's not like the most ch- like challenging lyrically I've ever heard. Like, but to be against you on that <laughs> all right let's go it's not the most challenging lyrically but it is extremely clever to me <laughs> cleverness but um, i guess that's me which matters more i'm like the biggest fan of a pun in the world <laughs> but when a line goes by and i'm still thinking of like unpacking it like the one i'm thinking specifically is don't be a penis the man is a genius and i'm like just kind of like <laughs> letting that wash over me for don't a few a minutes weenus. i'm missing like don't be a don't weenus. be a weenus. Yes, still, it's still. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Positive. Don't be a weenus. I'm gonna take her word genius. on this. <laughs> What's a weenus? You know, a weenus is the yeah the flesh of your el- your outer elbow. <laughs> See, yeah, that is kind of look gross. at how much we're unpacking this one lyric. <laughs> So clever. The cleverness um, levels are deeper than I thought. I know. Can I be the guy that says that according to Google, it's don't be a penis? Really? <laughs> really? Now I'm okay, just going to have yeah. to look it up somewhere, too. Thanks, Alexa. I thought we. I thought us women had our back. <laughs> Hashtag women supporting women. Hey, Alexa, is... Uh, is it penis or weenus? Uh. <laughs> Do we want to talk about how they represent William Shakespeare? Because that's always been probably the like biggest selling point of this show. It's funny you say that. When I first heard this show was about Shakespeare, I didn't want to go see it. Really? Really. Why? It's because everyone hates Shakespeare. Because I'm, I'm... You joke about that, but like a show about Shakespeare, it's like... Wah. 
when I first I think Shakespeare love ruined everything about Shakespeare, in all honesty. Oh, I don't even know if I've seen that movie. I think English class will ruin everything about Shakespeare. Yeah, I, th- I would agree with you. I think English class. Isn't Shakespeare supposed to be fun, but then, like, no, now it's not. It's, like, educational. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Shakespeare was writing in his time for a drunken crowd, but now we examine his works as if they're, like, intellectual. Exactly. Is that me? I'm Boring. sorry. <laughs> so... It's funny you say that because going back to the original point, that turned me off about the show. And it wasn't until my friend who at the time had been working the merchandise booth for the show said, I know you and I know your taste and I know you're going to be obsessed with this show. So then I saw it. (laughs) And I was. So my friend said we were. So for context, what is your taste in musicals? Like, what are your favorite musicals of all time? My favorite musical of all time is West Side Story, hands down. I think it is, which is funny that we say that because that is based on a Shakespeare show, Shakespeare play. But I think it's perfect. I think it's beautiful. Um, Light in the Piazza, I'm obsessed with. Um, But then I also... You can't talk about Adam Gettle anymore. That's fine. I don't even want to. I want to talk about something (laughs) rotten. Um, (laughs) um, I mean, those... Those are probably like my two bet like favorite singing along two shows that and Grey Garden because I also love the music from Grey Garden <sighs> favorite. But then if you ask me what my taste is in musicals normally, I would probably say I err towards the musical comedy. I err towards the traditional musical theater, thoroughly modern Millie. Something that's going to make me laugh. Something that's going to make me sing. I love a good tap number. I love a good dance number. So you love the high romance and the cheese. I do. I do. That's what I like. Like, give me the extra cheese. Always. Jess likes all the serious stuff. He's like, it's got to be about something political and serious. And it's got to be dark and gritty. No. (laughs) But as long as... so, But I will top all of this off with the fact that I say all of this. But if it's not a good show and it's not executed well and it's not paired with a good book or a good score, then it, then it isn't good to me. So how do we feel but about William Shakespeare yeah. being portrayed as a rock star? Funny, though, that they went that route, because in, isn't it true that back in Shakespearean times, he wasn't famous? No, he wasn't. Well, he was right. well-known, but he, like not rich. Well-known, but not, not like... exactly. Um, I don't think anyone in this show cares about historical accuracy, though. I don't, th- I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't definitely not. Um, but <laughs> I think I think just the way that they've spun it is hysterical and way more captivating than uh, I think people would traditionally think of William Shakespeare. They could have easily just made him an out and out like mustache twirling villain. And they don't do that. They Mm-mm. give him depth, which is something I really appreciated. Oh, for sure. I mean, he does just steal people's plays, though. He does steal people's plays, but he does it while tapping. (laughs) But they set that up very well. (laughs) They do. (laughs) They do. And it's all very farcical. I mean, Nick steals first. Technically, yes. Very true. But but the way they do it is all so tongue in cheek. I mean, he doesn't actually steal anything. Yeah. I love the, the, the fortune teller guy. He's my favorite part of the whole show. Oh, he's hysterical. He, I see. I love 
Oh, I just forgot her name, but I love Nick Bottom's wife. Oh, I think Heidi Blickenstaff well, in the I, original Heidi production. Yes. Ugh. Maybe also I'm just obsessed with her. We were trying to write in the characters' names, and we wrote it in as uh, Nick's wife. Yeah. What is her name in the show? Does she have she a name has, in the show? She has I a think name. She he does says it several times. But I think her character is fantastic and hysterical. Yeah, like, finally the woman gets to be, like, the really, really funny one. Like, every time she comes in in a different disguise, I just lose it. Well, I think that, actually, if we're speaking about women in this show, I think all of the women are, or I should say, both of the women are written very well and have a lot of depth and comedy in a show that I think you would generally associate with men. Her name is B, by the way. B, that's right. B. That's right. Yeah, her and Portia, they're great. They're mm-hmm. goofy. They're great. They're, they're, they're fans. They're like lovey, loving people that you're so happy when they're on screen or stage. Forgive me. Absolutely. Definitely. But yes, I agree. Nostradamus is very funny. I think it's more the outfit and his <laughs> tone of voice. Well, he's anything. just also perfect. <laughs> And he has like the big number, like the the number to end all numbers in the middle of mm-hmm. Act One about mm-hmm. every musical ever made. Oh, musical, a musical, and nothing's as amazing as a musical with song and dance and sweet romance and happy endings happening by happenstance, bright lights, stage fights, and a dazzling chorus. You want to be great, then you gotta create a musical. That's such a great song. Well, yes, that, that entire yeah. scene is an event. An event. Well, uh, well, that's the other thing about the show is you think like, oh, that one's an event. But then two s- songs later, there's another event that happens on stage. It's Showstopper followed by Showstopper. And it's one of those rare sh- times where you have showstoppers where you don't want it to end, where you're not mm-hmm. like, let's get back to the story. You're just like, oh, give me more, more. Exactly. I completely agree. In all honesty, I don't think that there's a bad character in the show, which I think is saying a lot for the writing, even to mm-hmm. or in a lot of memorable no. characters. So, for instance, um, Portia's father, the preacher, played by Brooke da- Brooke, uh, Brooks Atkinson, is hysterical. So my next question before we head to the mid show is what part mm-hmm. did we all laugh at the most? Because this is a hilarious <sighs> show and I'm sure that we all have different parts that we thought were the funniest. I like the big jokes. So either the, the a musical number or the part at the end where they do their musical about omelets. I was going to say, I think I think their musical as omelets is pretty fantastic. First, you take a tablespoon of butter in a medium frying pan over medium heat. It's just so funny. They sing a song and tell you how to make an omelet. First, melt a tablespoon of butter in a medium frying pan over medium heat. And saute the onions and green pepper till they're tender. Add the ham. It's useful, too. It's good life advice. You could start an entire show about that. We should be telling people how to make cheese. (laughs) You should. Why have you not written this song yet? Okay, Google, how do you make cheese? No, we can't trust it. Can't trust Google. Like, everything I look up is apparently wrong. (laughs) Literally, Google had one job, and it's not working for me today. It says here you need to start with peppers. I don't know. So funny. Why do I have to crack peppers open? Is it bad that, like, 
my favorite jokes in this entire show aren't the musical jabs as much as I love them, but the Shakespeare jabs. Oh, yeah. So what's your favorite yeah, one? Is it just favorite? the one where you hate Shakespeare? Um, no, like, I, I mean, that one's fun and I love that song. But it's like when he like in willpower, when he's just like reciting things and like if music is a fruit of love play on, it's like, I don't know where I'm putting that yet because like mm-hmm. stuff like that <laughs> makes me laugh. I agree. Like, and when someone's like, oh, you don't ruin um, Richard, Richard for me. And he's like, oh, yeah, he needs a horse and then he dies. Oh, <laughs> they're just so smart. You know what? I had um, a friend here in the city who was in, is in high school and their English class took them to go see something rotten on Broadway. And I think it's so smart and funny because it does give you obviously not historical events, but an interest in the (laughs) Renaissance and it does give you some facts. And I think it's just a really interesting way to introduce that kind of history. I mean, like Hamilton. But the song that I think makes me <laughs> laugh the most is probably the Black Death thing. <laughs> oh, God. That one is so funny. out of China. The Black Death, Black Death. Woo! What's that creeping around your pee-pee and your vagina? The Black Death, Black Death. Woo! The Black Death. It's gonna get you. <laughs> that is so funny. It's also gross. Like, when it comes up it in my disgusting. iTunes trouble, because it does. And I'm like, ah. That's funny. <laughs> I would say that my favorite little part in the show is probably the tap battle back and forth between Shakespeare and Nick Bottom with the um, in bottom and this bottom's going to be on top. You can't be the best because I am the best. I have written 12 plays and each one is a testament to my great skill. I am the will and I rotating of the shoe and Richard three and Richard two and Henry's four and five and six and Titus and Jonicus. And oh, did I forget Romeo and Juliet. And it's great because it's all actually an iambic pentameter because I was counting it because I'm a weirdo. No, I think it's amazing. See, and that's another brilliant thing about this show. Jess, you're such a nerd. (laughs) Yeah, iambic pentameter is a really dumb way to write poetry, I will say that. I don't even know what that means. It basically means you need ten syllables. Mm Mm-hmm. But I will say, to Shakespeare's credit, if we're going to talk about that real quick, what we learned in school was that um, if you actually pay attention to his rhythms and to how it's written, your acting is built in for you. That is part of the genius of his writing. Your emphasis is already put where you should be getting high, where you should be going low. It's very interesting. Shakespeare is such a genius. Uh, or a weenus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash musicalswithcheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash musicalswithcheese to get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. This week, we are recommending Hamlet, a fully dramatized audio edition by William Shakespeare, narrated by the full cast from the Fulger Theater. 
To download your free they couldn't audio... couldn't get William Shakespeare to do it? No, no, no. He doesn't read his own work. <laughs> to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash musicalswithcheese. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash musicalswithcheese for your free audiobook. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's get back to the real show. So Welcome to the Renaissance is like one of the greatest opening numbers ever. Hands down. Absolutely. It jam packs all of your music, all of your characters. It's the best. I kind of wish that the lead singer came back a little bit more throughout it, in all honesty. As oh, a yeah. character. Mm-hmm. He shows up again. He shows up again like one in time, act right? two. To open Act 2. Yeah, but just once. We need more. Come on, bring it on. Make him like a full, like, Mandy Patinkin and Evita. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin. No, but I agree. It's such a good opening number. I mean, all of... Yeah, but yes. In regards to opening number, it is definitely what an opening number should be. And it doesn't even need to set up, like, a main character. Just set up the world that we're in. It shows that you're in the historical renaissance, but it shows that it's not the historical renaissance, <laughs> like, for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. It's a goof. It's it's like Shrek. It's just like Shrek. <laughs> you see, you laughed at me when I first made that connection. <laughs> I'm st- I'll still go with you. I haven't seen the show, but uh, I'll believe you. I'm just comparing it to the movie. I mean, it's mm. it's like the Shrek movie. Okay. This this is up there with Shrek the film as like a classic. Hmm. Well, what I was going to say was, I think the other thing that is so brilliant about this show 
and why it makes it so successful is that it doesn't take itself seriously. There's at any point, at any ever. point, and there's it's something great. so good, refreshing <laughs> about that, especially in a season that was up against like Fun Home, which is a great show, but right. like opposite. It's like how Book of Mormon, but still Book of Mormon has that like emotional follow through throughout it. That mm-hmm. is kind of the spine of the show. This one doesn't need that. And I'm Mm-mm. very appreciative that it doesn't have that. Just to have it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that is it's not really everything something needs to that, make you cry. Yeah, I think it really is something that the writers did an amazing job with is knowing that they knowing when to stop. And knowing what was enough and not adding just because you have to have an emotional thread. You just gotta have jokes. <laughs> Two hours of jokes. People sit through that all the time. All the time. <laughs> oh, God, I hate Shakespeare. That's right, I said it. No, I do. I hate Shakespeare. Why? I just don't get it how a mediocre actor from a measly little town is suddenly the brightest jewel in England's royal crown. Oh, God, I hate Let's talk about God, I Hate Shakespeare and how it is such a weird I Want song. Ah, it really is. Because it is an I Want song. It is, is, I hate this and that's going to drive me. My hatred is going to drive me as opposed to like this thing I want is going to drive me. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty obvious he's just jelly. (laughs) Totes. And then just wait for the reprise. (laughs) Yeah, and then he's like, no, I'm definitely jelly. (laughs) If you couldn't tell for the first song. <laughs> but I also... Just in case you missed it. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Yeah. I don't think you need the reprise to know what he wants is the thing. Like, the reprise no. is the sprinkles, but you have all the pieces there. For sure. The ice cream and the syrup. I think we get it. <laughs> you really hate Shakespeare. I know. I love the asides of the chorus. This is like the most properly used ensemble I've ever seen. <gasps> yes. Yes. I would agree. It's almost like a Greek chorus at times where they're commenting what you're thinking. And it makes me mad that the Tonys, they don't have like a best ensemble like award because. <sighs> don't get me started. You know, there was a major petition going around last year for yeah, it. It needs it because. It does. Literally, the ensemble gets no recognition. Mm hmm. And. They work their butts off. Probably more than the leads. Sometimes. Leads are a bunch of lazy Ugh. fucks. <laughs> Tell me about it. Not to be that guy, but like the fact that Jonathan Groff, who shows up three times in Hamilton, right. can get a Tony nod. But the right. ensemble that is there from the beginning of the first song to the end of the last song. Well, did you know that um, Brian Darcy James left Hamilton to do something rotten? Yes. That he was the original, yeah. At the public, he was the original King George. Brian Darcy James makes interesting career choices that I find. I, yeah. Not bad ones. Not bad ones. Like, he was in the original run of Next to Normal, then he left that to do Shrek, and then he was in the original run of Hamilton, and he left that to do Something Rotten, and then he was in Spotlight with, like, Michael Keaton, that one best picture, and he's going to be in West Side Story now. That's right. That's true. He just wants he just wants to go, do goofy stuff, but he keeps getting tied into all these serious <laughs> shows. Kind of. And he's like, you know what? Actually, I'm out of here. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Let's say you have a spot in Shrek for me. I'm here. Definitely. 
<laughs> if I didn't think King George was goofy enough, I'll go to something rotten. I'm going to tap dance about eggs. So funny. <laughs> I'm going to tap dance about eggs. That's good. It's true. They do. He's not even going to sing about them. He's, he's tap dancing about them. Yet again, this is the beauty of the show is just the pure absurdity of there's tap dancing eggs. There's like tap dancing eggs on stage. Eggs are tap dancing. But it makes sense in the logic of the show. It does. It That's why it's sense. so brilliant. That's why it's brilliantly done. If you're ever in a pickle, you can call for me and quickle be how fast I run. I'm not in a pickle. You and me should be a team for any dream or any scheme. That's how it should be done. Sure, I could stay in the Let's go. Let's talk about Right Hand Man. Right? It's so good. All right. Everything. I'm going to look up the lyrics, Steve. Go for it. I'm going to look up the lyrics. <sighs> okay, Google, what are the lyrics to Right Hand Man? Oh, no, the the song from Hamilton <laughs> pops up. If you're ever, oh, of course it does. Yep. If you're ever in a pickle, baby, call for me and quick will be how fast I'll run. Come on. I mean, yes, but it does the thing <laughs> that it, Lame Is does too, where they have to restructure the syntax of a sentence to make the rhyme work. That doesn't bother me. I know. It doesn't bother a lot of people. That's just me <laughs> being a fucking snob. I understand. As always. But I think I like it because I like is kind of like, I'm going to run this household while you go and be an artist, which I think is like something you don't see very often. Definitely. They bring in such an interesting theme into of feminism, ultimately, into the 15, what is it, 1590s? That's amazing. Nick just turns down the offer for a sugar mama. I mean, come on. I know. What is he doing? His poor, frail ego, or ego. Egg? <laughs> How you that doing on those lyrics over there? Okay. okay, Google. If you're ever in a fix and it's fixed, you, like, I like that line a lot. If you're ever in a fix and it's a fix, you need to nip. That one's really good. It's very good. I'll be honest with you, Jess is just jealous because these lyrics are better than anything he can ever write. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. <laughs> Jess told me he hates this show because all the lyrics are fantastic. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, why is um, this show being brought up? God, I hate something rotten. Yes, I do, I hate something rotten. Man, we just gotta wait for the reprise to know what he's talking about. Oh, uh, what is he talking about? I don't really get it. No, I love this show. Don't 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 be that guy. Uh no. But it's also speaking of um right hand man, it's such a lovely song in regards to a woman's up tempo. I think it's very different than a lot of songs out there and it's very refreshing to have something like that like if i was still performing it would absolutely be in my book uh, you've convinced me i think i'm gonna add it to my book good i hope you should and it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard it's really really hard so very very hard i make it look easy but honey believe me it's hard it's hard it's hard it's hard it's so incredibly hard Unbelievably hard. It's hard to be the bard. The last big one I really want to talk about, um, because we haven't talked about Shakespeare much, um, is it's hard to be the bard. And how often huh. do you get to see like a queen pastiche in a musical aside from like We Will Rock You? Right. That's funny. I didn't think about that. It's very similar to Killer Queen and mm -hmm. it is wonderful. And I listen to it and I'm just like... And it also gives you, like, some sympathy for Shakespeare himself, who at this point is just kind of seen as main antagonist. And it's like, yeah, I have this pressure to succeed, and yeah, it's great, but also, like, what if I fuck it up next? Which gives him, like, his 
power to move forward throughout the rest of Act 2. I keep saying this, but the whole show is just so smartly written. It gives... It is. It is. It gives every character its dimensions. So nothing seems like, well, why are they doing that? Which a lot of shows happen to have. Just unjustified songs, unjustified motives. When here I think that all of them are very well, as farcical as they are, as silly as they may be executed, they are there. I like when Shakespeare dresses up in his little costume. It's hilarious. His little fat suit. <laughs> Me too. All right. So, everyone, what is your favorite song in the entire show? It's a musical. I mean, that's just, it's such a good song. I don't know. I love that one a lot. I think I might have to say Welcome to the Renaissance. Yeah, I think I might need to. What about what about you, Jess? Everyone, anyone can say any song from the show, and I could be like, can't argue with that. Yep, that's It's that's true, great. it's very true. There's not one that I'd be like, well, really? Like, even, like, little ones, like, To Thine Own Self Be True, which I think is, like, that's a great, like, story conflict number. Like, yeah, Definitely. I see why you like that. Definitely. Um, the only one... Like, the least good one, in my opinion, like, and this doesn't mean it's bad or anything like that. Um, it's just the I love the way because it's just a sex joke and... <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. Me too! I find pleasure perusing those writings and musing so often I pleasure myself. Wait, that didn't sound right. No. Out of all of my favorites, and I still, it's not a song that I would even remotely try and skip if it came up on a playlist, is that one. Sex jokes are hilarious, though. <laughs> they are. Look at Hello Again. <laughs> Look at Bottom's Gonna Be On Top. Yeah, but that one's a little bit more subtle. That one's a little bit more like... Yes. They should have called it Power Bottom. <laughs> should have they? <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Don't... <laughs> This power bomb's gonna be on top. <laughs> Let's no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my but yeah, goodness. bomb's gonna be on top is probably my favorite number. Your favorite, like mm -hmm. yeah. So now that we have reached close to our close, let us all give our overall opinions on something rotten. Um, Katie, I know you've went over this before, but once more, tell us your thoughts on Something Rotten. I love this show. I think it's so fun. I think that it's actually also a really good one, in my opinion, that can be done at regional theaters, which I don't think you can say that a lot for every show that comes out on Broadway. Um, I think SpongeBob would do good there, too. <laughs> I think as long as you could find a really great way to make an awesome set. But no, Something Rotten is truly one of my favorites. It always constantly brings a smile to my face. If I'm having a bad day, it's definitely one I turn on to my playlist. Mm -hmm. For sure. I love it. Also, I want to chime in. This has like a really good cast album that doesn't mm -hmm. ruin the entirety of the story yeah. and gives you a separate experience with this album itself than the actual show. Yes. It doesn't spoil every trick in its sleeve. Well, that's one thing I was also going to say was that this is a cast album where if I'm on a road trip, we will put the album on and just listen straight through. No stopping. All right, Andrew, what is your thoughts? <laughs> This is one of my new favorites, uh, just overall. Uh, I'm so and that happy doesn't to hear happen that. often, so. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 
uh, everyone on the on the show, I think, knows that I'm usually very harsh on all these because that's the point of the show. <laughs> um, but I love this one. It's hilarious all the way through, and the music is super good. And just watch it. Like, just do it. Like, what's wrong with you? Or at least listen to it. Mm-hmm. For real. Mm-hmm. At least. Jess, what do you think? You, you hated this, didn't you, Jess? Just say. <laughs> I didn't hate this. Jess, um, just say. I, I liked it a lot. I really did. Um, I just. I think it was tainted by the fact that I kind of listened to this and everything else that came out that year at the same time. Like I think mm. it was like American in Paris and mm-hmm. a bunch of other things. It was a big year, so this one kind of ended up falling to the wayside. And picking it up again recently, I loved it a lot. And I was like, why didn't I get into this sooner? Mm-hmm. For sure. So I think it's great, and it's a fun experience to listen and watch and and enjoy. And every joke knocks it out of the park. There's not a it's, flat joke in this show. Like there's not I even one so that either. I thought about groaning at. It to me, it was also one of those shows that you, it's over, and you're like, oh, it's over. But it doesn't overstay its welcome. Which I think either, says so. a lot. It doesn't. It doesn't. It keeps you wanting more, like buying the castle. Exactly. Album, I can't wait for the sequel. That's brilliant. Honestly, honestly, this one might lend itself to a sequel. It's not like any other... Like, most Broadway sequels, Love Never Dies, Annie 2, don't work out. But I think this one could. Annie 2 exists? That's funny. Yes, it does. There's like three... There's like three Annie 2s is a thing. There's like Annie Warbucks, Annie 2, Miss Hannigan's Return, and then Annie 2, the like <laughs> direct-to-VHS version where she goes to London. Is Annie oh. like an Italian film or something? Like, And then there's Annie Hall. <laughs> no? Yeah? <laughs> Annie's got a gun? Annie, get your gun. Uh-huh. Annie, get your gun. So yes, close. I- so close. <laughs> Andrew's so close. <laughs> So, Andrew, what is your cheese rating for something rotten? I, I feel like I can't give it a cheese rating and I have to give it an omelet. So I'm going to give it an omelet. Mm. There's cheese in an omelet anyways, so I think that's fair. There is cheese in an omelet. Would it be a Western omelet? Would it be uh, like a Greek omelet? Probably something, whatever they'd make in Britain. Mm. No, they'd put ham in it. Ham omelet. Ah, mm-hmm. a hamlet. I'll give it a hammer. <laughs> All right. What about you, Katie? What would be your cheese rating? What What's my scale? <laughs> you pick a type of cheese Any that cheese. you think fits. Oh, oh. Hmm. I. It would be Gouda <laughs> because it's so Gouda. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we've made that pun yet, but you know what? We had to get it out of the way. In thirty episodes. <laughs> In 30 episodes? Just have I'm we? I don't believe we have. That pun? No, we haven't. Oh, there you go. <gasps> That's amazing. I guess she's yes. the first. She's a trendsetter. If any show well, deserves that low, fr- low, low hanging fruit, it's this show. <laughs> yes, it is. And if anyone to make that low hanging fruit joke, it is I. All right, are you guys ready for my cheese rating? Yeah, sure. What do you got? I'm sure. <laughs> I am giving this Sage Derby. Just what which is, is that? A green, it is a green cheese because okay. it looks like it's something rotten. Oh, okay, Google, open up cheese.com. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. It is a vegetarian impressed. cheese. so. Oh, there you go. It's not even real cheese. No, it's real cheese. I don't That's understand why cheese. they put that. Because, like, is there 
like a vegetarian. Oh, it's not it's like not a non vegetarian cheese. cheese. It's vegetarian cheese. Okay. Yeah, like what the fuck are people putting meat and cheese now? I mean, that is a common combination. So That's weird. I mean, yes, but you wouldn't sell like a chunk of like ham and call it cheese. Mm-mm. Well, you'd sell a chunk of fudge and call it cheese. So. <laughs> yes. Yes, they would. The real the real <laughs> question for this episode is on your social media where will there be a vote of how many people think it's weenus and how many people think it's penis <laughs> yes weenus or penis <laughs> vote now it's you All guys, right, guys. It we're starting a social media poll you guys it's gonna be the next gold blue dress this is the most important thing weenus are you or on penis? team katie <laughs> are you team jess Exactly. Or, or Team Google. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download the title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash musicals with cheese. All right. Thank you guys for listening. It was a lot of fun, and Katie is wonderful. You're wonderful. Katie, do you want to promote some of your stuff out there to, for the world so they can all find you? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yes, please find me. We're really simple. It's just on everything. We're just at Backstage Bite because we make food that goes backstage and the actors eat it. So Backstage Bite. That makes sense. Thank you. Do you bring them cheese? You know what? Have I? I've brought them cheese stuffed meatballs. I feel like we have to complete the collaboration and you have to bring them cheese. I mean, who do we want to bring cheese to? Is the question. Who is your next guest? My next (laughs) guest is Samantha Barks from Pretty Woman. Yes, give her cheese and tell her I said hi. All right, I will. She airs toward the vegan side, so I'm not sure how she'll accept it. Um, There's some nut cheese I reviewed or put as a cheese rating recently. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher at Musicals with Cheese. Our Twitter is Cheesy Musicals. We're on Patreon, Musicals with Cheese. Instagram, Musicals with Cheese. YouTube page is Musical Theater Lives. Send us an email at musicaltheaterlives at gmail.com. Our title card was created by the amazing Jolene Casco, who actually just did the art for Andrew's band, too. She continues to do incredible work, so hire her for your stuff. She's fantastic. She is. She Mm -hmm. does a great job. She is. Now, do you guys have anything else left to say before we wrap up? I've had so much fun. Go watch the show. Let us know if you want Katie on again. We will always have a spot open for her. She's Aww, always welcome back on because she guys. is a joy. You're a joy. That's if she wants to come back, of course. Yes. I if love talking like, about made theater, her miserable. So. Nope. <laughs> we'll talk about the drowsy <laughs> chaperone. We'll have her back on for West Side Story. Maybe. Next time we speak, you have to have fully listened through Drowsy Chaperone or I won't come back. I will. Thank she you. won't be our friend anymore. Nope. <laughs> oh, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, that was our show. We'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. <laughs> okay, Google, how do we end the show? Alexa, girl, help us out. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.